by making up for lost time. Hello and welcome to Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm your host, Jake Westbrook, and providing the harmonies over here is my co-host, McLean Westbrook. Providing harmonies? Yeah, came up with a musical introduction that fit the theme of today's episode. Wait, were you serious about that? I thought you were joking. No, sir, McLean. The theme of this week's show is barbershop quartets, the candy-striped straw hat-wearing a cappella groups that sung their way into the pages of Americana, as timeless as Babe Ruth and Bubblegum. Now, I understand this program is about vintage music and radio and all that, but are you sure barbershop quartets really hold up these days? I don't know if they're timeless so much as they are... Very, very dated. Nah, don't be ridiculous. Sure, they're not as common as, as they once were, and maybe they aren't exactly being played on Top 40 radio these days, but the style is still quite popular, I'll have you know. Is it now? Well, sure, there's still competitions and barbershop quartet groups around. I'll have you know, I'm actually a card-carrying member of the Barbershop Harmony Society. Really? Well, no, I don't have a card, and I'm not a member, but I, I do look at their magazine every now and again. I see. I've always wanted to form or join a group myself, but I could never find a properly motivated group of guys. Also, I can't sing, so that's an issue. But anyway, uh, now that you know barbershop quartets are still quite relevant in today's modern music scene, let's get on with a little bit of... Sydney. Trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> Boy, have I got trouble. Sydney, we're, we're kind of in the middle of... Worry, worry, worry. Have I got worries. Sydney, what are you talking about? Gloom, gloom, gloom. Boy, is my life gloomy. Sydney, what are you lamenting about? Oh, fellas, I'm in trouble. Maisie and I are planning our wedding, and I wanted to take charge of something, so she, she told me I could book the band for the reception to, to play the music. And you bungled it? <laughs> Boy, did I bungle it. I bungled more than anyone's ever bungled before. I bungled a bunch. If there's a word on the record for bungling, I've got it. I'm the best bungler in the world. You need something bungled? Tell me. I'll bungle it for uh, Sydney. you. Sydney. Sydney, what happened? <laughs> Sorry. I, I just like saying bungle. <laughs> I thought I had plenty of time to book a live band, but it's the height of wedding season, apparently, and any band worth booking is already reserved for June 24th. The only options left are cover bands with punny names. Ooh, truly a last resort. Well, maybe you could just get a, uh, get a, a DJ? No, oh, that won't work. I, I promised Maisie a live band. Uh, something classy. If I can't deliver on that for our wedding, what will that say about the rest of our lives together? That's pathetic. Sydney, I don't think it's as deep as all that. Maisie isn't a superficial girl. She won't care that much about the music at your wedding. You really think so? Sure. Absolutely not. The musical act at your wedding could decide your entire future as a married couple, Sydney. This is a monumentally important aspect of the reception. <laughs> oh, no! Jake, you're not exactly being encouraging right now. Yes, Sydney, you do need a real quality musical act at your wedding, but the good news is, now I happen to be a part of one of the most prominent musical acts around here. You do? <laughs> sure, me and, uh, me and McLean here, he, he contributes to the group as well. I do? Yes, you do. And we happen to be part of a barbershop quartet. Barbershop quartet? You mean with the funny straw hats and everything? 
Yes, sir. We play all your old romantic favorites. Uh, Sweet Adeline, uh, By the Light of the Silvery Moon, you know, all, all, all that stuff. <laughs> I had no idea you guys were in a barbershop quartet. Me either. Quiet, we are. And we would be happy to perform at your wedding. As a matter of fact, we're volunteering our services. Wow! <laughs> Just wait till I tell Macy we're gonna have a... Uh, well, what's, what's the name of your group? Uh, name? Uh, yeah, you have a name, right? Oh, yeah, uh, we... We're, uh, we're... The, the Mooses. Yeah, the Mooses. <laughs> That's us. All right. Well, we're gonna have the Mooses at our wedding. I'll tell Maisie. <laughs> the Mooses? Where did you come up with that one? We're gonna look like a couple of Mooses when we show up to the wedding without the other half of our quartet that you just made up. Oh, don't worry. We're, we're, we'll get a couple other guys, and before you know it, we're going to be harmonizing with the best of them. Where are we going to find two more people down for some public humiliation? Oh, stop it. While we get our group organized, let's uh, play a little bit of the Great Gilder Sleeve for you. This episode involves a uh, little uh, musical shenanigans that uh, Gilder Sleeve gets up to, so here's that. Now, how goes it with the Great Gilder Sleeve? Well, if the sounds coming from the Gilder Sleeve kitchen are any indication, things should be going very well indeed. It's Friday, the morning after Bertie's night out, and she's whipping up a fine breakfast of scrambled eggs and sausages with a little ragtime thrown in. Has no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude, but if you don't give a feather or a thing, you may grow up to be a pig. I'm coming. You may grow up to be a pig. <laughs> may say so, my dear. Some of us older types have more to offer than the younger ones. <laughs> Listen, I'm asking a question here. How is it Marge gets to go to the movies at night when I can? I'm older than you. Yeah, she's an older type. <laughs> Perhaps when you get to high school, you'll be allowed to stay up at night, too. Oh, go soak your head. Yeah. Finish your prunes, Leroy. Finish. Okay, Bertie, take it away. Leroy? Yeah? Here at Gildersleeve Manor, Leroy, we do not gulp our prunes. You told me to finish them. Neither do we spit our pits onto our plate. You want me to swallow them? No. We simply remove them delicately one by one, young man, with the aid of a spoon, and lay them beside our saucer. I see I'm going to have to take you in hand. I wish somebody would. As for you, young lady, 
I'd like to speak to you about last evening. To me? Yes, you. Unc wants to speak to you. Go ahead, Unc. Yeah. <laughs> In my own good time. You didn't tell me, my dear, when you went out last night, you were planning to go to the movies. We weren't. It just came over us later. Who'd you go with? Everett, I suppose. None of your business. I thought you were never going to speak to him again. Well, that was yesterday. We uh, made it up at the movies. Uh, just as I suspected. You'll go to no more movies with Everett. I don't know why you're so mean about Everett. I don't like his father. <laughs> Everett is a very nice boy. And it may interest you to know that he's going to be a missionary. A missionary? When was that decided? On our way home from the picture last night. <laughs> He's either going to be a missionary or a fighter pilot. Leroy, what would you like to eat lunch? Would you like a peanut butter sandwich or cheese or Swiss cheese? What you want? Huh? Or would you rather be a mule? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there she goes again. <laughs> you really better see that picture, Mr. Guilty. you love it. Oh, as a matter of fact, Bertie, I did see it. Last night, my dear, Leroy was asleep upstairs, and I was all alone here, so I sneaked out by myself. I ask you, is that justice? Everybody goes to the movies but me. Now, Leroy, your turn will come. Yeah. Miss Marjorie, I don't like to rush it, but I see Francis Ewing coming up the street. Oh, my goodness, Francie, I must be late. Oh, I am late. Hey, goodbye, Uncle Mort. <laughs> goodbye, my dear. Goodbye, Leroy. Goodbye, Bertie. Leroy, say goodbye to your sister. Goodbye, Lord. Not with your mouth full. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Are you going to be warm enough in that thing? My books, my books, where are they? Somebody drop me! Oh, here. Uh, well, goodbye. Hey, Francie, wait up! <laughs> well, that's one of them off. Leroy, you better be getting ready. Oh, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it, Unc. Mentioned what? I'm glad you reminded me. I might have forgotten. I've, I've got a thing here. What kind of a thing? A note. If I can get it out of my pocket. A note from whom? Stuck. I'd like to know who put chewing gum in my pocket. Come on, let's have it. There. There you are, Unc. Uh, no. What have you been doing? Sleeping on it? How long have you had this? Couple of days, I guess. Couple of days? I forgot. Uh, appears to have been open, too. It came open. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah, they aren't putting the stuff in those envelopes anymore. <laughs> the war. Yes. Summerfield Grammar School, Office of the Principal. Leroy, this is from Miss Goodwin. Yeah, I know. You haven't heard from her in quite a while, have you? <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Let's see. Dear Mr. Gildersleeve, it's been brought to my attention that Leroy and a number of his friends have been hanging around the school after hours and getting into trouble. I feel that a word from you... Leroy... <laughs> Honest, the whole thing is Tony's fault. He keeps getting me into trouble. It's Tony. Who's Tony? A boy in my class. He sits right across from me, and he keeps getting me into trouble. I tell him not to do it, but he keeps doing it. Bigger than me, too. He's bigger than me. He got left back twice. Now, wait a minute. Yes, sir? You're a big enough boy to know how to keep out of trouble and behave yourself? Yes, sir. I don't know what we're going to do about you, Leroy. I really don't. It's a problem, all right. <laughs> I suppose I really ought to spend more time with you. Me, I wouldn't get into so much trouble. Well, I've always been meaning to. I would if I weren't so busy. You're not busy now, huh? What do you mean? Well, you haven't got a job. You don't do anything but sit around. I have a great many things I'm considering, Leroy, and it takes all my time. Now, you get along to school. <laughs> yes, sir. Here's your lunch, Leroy. Thanks, Bertie. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, Uncle. Yes, yes. 
Confound it, Bertie. I'm going to have to do something about Leroy. Oh, he ain't a bad boy, Mr. Gilsley. Yeah, I know, Bertie. What is it that makes boys get into mischief? Well, maybe it's like it was in that Bing Crosby picture, Mr. Gilsley. Maybe they need an older man to sort of give him a hand. Yeah, I suppose you're right. You know where that Mr. Crosby there, he got all them boys together and taught them how to sing like a choir so they could steal in turkeys? Yes, sir. Bertie, I think you're on the right track. The choir, eh? By George. I'll get them all together tomorrow morning. Okay, Piggy, this time you're the center and I'll carry the ball. Leroy, you try to break up the play. Gosh, Tony, when do I get to carry the ball? When I say so. Now, all set? Leroy! Oh, Leroy! Hey, Unc, you want to get in the game? Come on, Unc! Not just now, thank you. Come here a minute, please, Leroy. Oh, what for, Unc? I told you we're having a game. Tony and Piggy and... Come here, please, my man. Oh, for corn's sake. Time out for a minute, fellas. Don't be talking to him all day, Leroy. Okay. What do you want, Unc? Snappy, will you? I'll not make it snappy. I have something to say, and I'll take as much time as I require. Who's that boy that said don't be talking all day? Him? That's Tony. He's the best forward passer in the 7B. Oh, so that's Tony. And I want to talk to him, too. I want to talk to all of you. What are you going to do? Give us a lecture? No, my boy. not going to give you a lecture. I'm going to try to guide your activities. Give you something wholesome to do. It'll be fun, Leroy. We're having fun. This will be more fun. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. All of you. I'm going to teach you to sing. Oh, not on Saturday. It's a fine day for it. Now call the other boys over here. But, Uncle, we don't want to sing. We're playing football. Leroy, will you please do as I ask? Okay. Shall I tell them what you want them for? No, just get them over here. I'll tell them. Okay. Hey, fellas. More lung power, Leroy. <laughs> hey, fellas, come over here a sec. Who said so? I said so. Uh, <laughs> uh, come here, Tony. Come over here, Piggy. I want to tell you something. Oh, for okay, Mr. Gildersleeve. I don't think Tony is going to like this, Unc. Uh, we'll see, Leroy. At least I want your cooperation. You understand? Well, boys, good morning. Oh, hi, Mr. Gildersleeve. Piggy? And you're Tony, I presume. I'm Leroy's uncle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, now that I've got you all together, football is all very well. But if you're going to keep out of mischief, you need other interests. More wholesome interests. And one of the finest pastimes there is for boys is singing. Uh, it develops the lungs. Well, let's get it over with, fellas. What do you want us to do, Unc? We'll sing a jolly song. We'll sing it in harmony. Doesn't that sound like fun? Well, it is fun. <laughs> yes. Now, first, I'll give you your notes. Leroy, you sing do. Do. Come on, Leroy. Gosh. Do. <laughs> oh, cut it out, guys. Yeah, quiet, fellas. Sing the note again, Leroy. Do. Do. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Now, Piggy, you sing so, huh? Mm hmm. Do so. I can't, Mr. Gillersleeve. Now, let me hear you try. So. So. <laughs> That's Leroy's note, Piggy. <laughs> Do so. Now sing so. So. <laughs> You're not trying, Piggy. Yes, I am, Mr. Gillersleeve. Once some more now, huh? So. So. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Now, I don't know. The 
music teacher at school says I'm tone deaf. That's right. That's right. He can't sing for sour apples. You better forget the whole thing, Uncle. It'll sound terrible. I don't care how it sounds. We're going to sing anyway. Piggy, you sing do on any note you please. Leroy will take the soul, and Tony can take... Tony, where are you going? I'm going home. You can't go home. We're just starting to sing, fellow. I didn't come over to sing. So long, Leroy. So long, Piggy. Come here, young man. Oh, wait a sec, Tony. I'm coming with you. Piggy. Wait a sec, Tony. I'm coming through. No, you're not, Leroy. You're going to stay here and sing. But, um... You're going to sing whether you like it or not. But by George, if I ever run into that Bing Crosby, what a faker. <laughs> Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve and his campaign to reform the bad boys of Summerfield. Undiscouraged by his musical experiment, he's enlisted the aid of Judge Hooker, and together they're on their way to the drugstore to talk to Mr. Peavy. But uh, let's see what's going on there before they arrive. Oh, Masterful Comics is no good. I like Commando Comics. You're nuts, Leroy. Commando Comics is corny. Captain Magic is the best. Ah, Captain Magic is nothing but pictures of dames. Hey, Tony, isn't Commando Comics the best? Nah, Captain Magic, huh, Tony? They both stink. Come on, guys, let's get out of here. Well, now, that's the best suggestion I've heard so far. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, guys, I got some money. Let's see the candy, Mr. Peavy. Mm, uh, is this for yourself or for a friend? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, yes, I was. You can see all I've got right there on the counter, Leroy. These? They're all the same price, five cents. All nationally advertised brands. That is, all but the peppermint. I put that up myself. How much dough have you got, Leroy? A dime. I can buy two kinds. Oh, you can't get anything decent for a nickel. Let's match and the winner gets a soda. Okay. You got a coin to match with? No, say, Doc, let me have a nickel for a second, will you? I don't encourage gambling in here, young man. Oh, this ain't gambling. Oh, we're just going to match to see who gets the soda, Mr. Peavy. It isn't gambling, Mr. Peavy. Come on, Doc, be a good guy and cough up a nickel. No, I won't. Okay. Come on, Leroy, we'll spend your dime over at Beckman's. Come on, Piggy. Okay. Beckman's is better than Peavy's anyway. Sure. Beckman's is better than Peavy's. Beckman's is better than Peavy's. Now, go on. Go to Beckman's. You can give all your trade to Beckman's. It's Beckman's fine, is Beckman's is better than Peavy's. Beckman's is better than Peavy's. Jigger, last one out to rock. Oh, you're... Oh, the much obliged, gentlemen. Now, what can I do for you? Huh? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, we got a proposition I think will interest you, Peavy. From what we've just seen, I'm sure it will. Is uh, this a business proposition? No, this is more what you might call a service to the community. Now, we know you're a public-spirited man, Peavy. I've made my contribution to the war chest, Judge. Oh, this is different. Stop this... beating around the bush, Horace. Peavy, we're organizing a boys' club. Something to keep the boys of Summerfield off the streets. Worst place there is for the boys, Peavy. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I'd be more interested in a project to keep them away from my magazine stand. Yeah, well, this club will do the trick. It'll keep them off the streets, keep them out of pool rooms, drugstores. The boys will just stay in their club where they can't bother anybody. The way you describe it, it sounds a little like a jail. Not at all, Peavy. They'll love it. Why, sure. Chief of Police has promised to cooperate. Besides, we're putting in a Parcheesi board. Mm, good game, Parcheesi. Quite a lot of skill to it. 
It all depends on where you put your blockades. Now, you I haven't got time to listen to your Parcheesi system, Peavy. We've got to organize this club. Can we uh, count on your support? Uh, just what would that involve, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, nothing financial, Peavy. Floyd Munson has given us the place over his barbershop for a club room. The judge and I are taking care of all the details. All we want from you, Peavy, is some refreshments. Could you bring over a few Coca-Colas? Yeah, I think I could make that contribution. Well, we're all set then, Peavy. Judge, we can open her up tonight. By golly, Gildy, I believe we can. We owe it to the boys, men. How about it, Peavy? Can you come to the grand opening? I'll try, Mr. Gildersleeve. You'll try nothing. You'll be there and bring the refreshments. the flag look there, Floyd? Fine. Looks like a regular club room now. Yeah, the flag lends a patriotic note. The boys ought to like that. Don't you think so, Judge? You bet. Yeah, I think we've got everything just about ready. You might pull that table over in the middle of the room, Floyd, under the light, uh-huh. so the boys can see to play their games. Uh, I'll give you a hand with it, Floyd. Okay. <laughs> We ought to get this piano tuned sometime. What's the matter with that piano? Perfectly good piano. A few cigarette burns don't affect the tone. Unc, how long do I have to sit here? Oh, you don't have to sit there, Leroy. You can get up and move around if you want to. Thanks. When can I go? You can't go. I've told you that. Oh, gee. Listen, Leroy. If Judge Hooker, Mr. Munson, and I can give up a whole Saturday afternoon and evening to fixing up a club room for you fellas, you can darn well stay here and enjoy it. You understand? Okay. Have a Fig Newton, Leroy. No, thanks. Take one. (laughs) Ye gods, we're only doing this for you boys. But there aren't any boys here, only me. Well, I don't know what's keeping them. Did you pass the word around as I told you to? Yeah, it got around all right. Did you invite Piggy? Yep. Tony? Yep. Well, if Tony comes, the others will come, won't they? I guess so. What did Tony say when you asked him? He said he wouldn't come near the place with a 40-foot pole. Uh, uh, well, boy's a bad influence, all right. Proves the need for this kind of thing. Hey, here comes somebody. We got a customer. Hello. Anybody up there? Well, it's Gates. Come on up. It's the chief of police. The chief of police? Yes, you needn't be alarmed, Leroy. <laughs> the chief has agreed to sponsor our little club. Isn't that fine? Are you kidding? Uh, well, I see you brought a customer with you, Chief. Yes, yes, I, I found this little fella hanging around outside. Come along, Sonny. You've got nothing to be scared of. Piggy! Hi, Leroy. What happened? I didn't see him coming. You did? <laughs> well, I, uh, I see you've got the place fixed up real nice. Well, it looks fine. Piggy, you know everybody here, Mr. Munson. Hi, Piggy. About time you came in for a haircut, isn't it? (laughs) And Judge Hooker, you know him. Hello, Piggy. Have a Fig Newton. No, thanks. You better have one, Piggy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Take two. They're small. Take two, Pig. (laughs) Now, Piggy, we want you boys to feel entirely at home here. This place is yours, and we want you to regard it as such. Am I right, gentlemen? Right. Take your feet off the table, Leroy. <laughs> we men are here only to help you have a good time, boys. We'd like you to regard us as your big brothers. Is that understood? Uh, yes, sir. Now, what would you like to do? I don't know. We got all kinds of equipment here. 
Would you like to play Parcheesi, huh? Well... Sure, sure. There's nothing like a good, lively game of Parcheesi. How about it? If you say so. Wait a minute. Maybe he don't want to play Parcheesi. Certainly. We got other games. How would you like to play Pin the Tail on the Donkey? Oh, for corn's sake. (laughs) Quiet, you. Of course, if we play Pin the Tail on the Donkey, we'll have to ask the judge to step outside or somebody might pin the tail on him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't just sit there, fellas. What do you want to play? You'd like to know what we'd really like to play. Yes? We'd like to go down to the Y and play basketball with the other fellas. After all the work we went to here? Now, Gildy, we don't want to force the boys to remain here if they don't want to. Well, doggone it. Of course, if they go now, they won't be allowed to come back. That's right. If they go now, they won't get any Coca-Cola. That's right. If they go now, they'll be missing a lot of dandy fun. That's right. But the choice is up to them. What do you say, boys? We'll, we'll go! go. Oh. <laughs> well, go on, then, both of you. Come on, Go ahead, get out of here, and don't come back. The darn kids, you try to do something for them, and what thanks do you get? My goodness, what's going on up here? Phoebe. Hello, Phoebe. I'm sorry if I'm late, gentlemen, but I brought you a cup of coke. Hey, I could go for a coke right now. Oh, but it's easier for the boys, Floyd. Nuts to the boys. Let's open them up. I don't understand, Mr. Gildersleeve. Seems our little club is something of a flop, Phoebe. Evidently not good enough for them. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I think it looks very attractive. Got an opener, Peavy? Right here. Oh, look out, look out, Floyd. It's running over. Uh, grab it, Floyd. Oh. That's the stuff. Uh, open one for me, Peavy. Oh, boy, that's good. I believe I'll have one, too, Peavy. There you are, Mr. Gillespie. Uh, that's more like it. You know, I'm kind of glad those kids left. Me, too. They kind of throw a damper on things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the matter with boys these days. They don't know how to have fun. Oh, speaking of fun, uh, what would you gentlemen say to a few hands of pinochle? Got a deck down in the shop. Good idea. What do you say, Peavy? Oh, I'm afraid I ought to be getting home, gentlemen. Bushwa, Peavy, stick around. Hey, Judge, open a bottle for the peeve. One coat coming up. Yeah. Oh, no, really, gentlemen, I've got to drive. Yeah, I, uh... you've got to. <laughs> oh, he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. Come on, Floyd. You play the piano in a broken-down sort of way. How about a little harmony? Yeah, yeah, a little harmony. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff. Now, wait a minute. Come over here, Peavy. I'll be the conductor. Says who? Quiet, you. Now, Judge, here's your note. Do. No. Yeah, a little bushy. <laughs> that's right. Now, hold on to it. No. Floyd, you take uh, me. Yeah, that's your note. I'll take, uh, so, and Peavy, you take, uh, do, can you make it? Do. Ah, <laughs> uh, congratulations. Oh, and the chief, chief, can you? Do. There is a tavern in the town, in the town. Oh, no, Peavy. Now, wait a minute. Sings about you, dear old girl. It's peace somehow I love. I think tears are falling as I think of my lost pearl, and my broken heart is calling, calling for. 
wasn't bad. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. There he goes. <laughs> say, this is funny, you know what? We ought to do this more often. Yeah, we ought to do it once a week. Tuesday nights, that's when the wife plays bridge. Well, Fridays is better for me. Oh? How about you, Peavy? What's a good night for you? There's no such thing as a good night for me. <laughs> Oh, no, that's no attitude, Peavy. We gotta do something about Peavy's attitude, fellas. <laughs> it hasn't been right lately. Yeah, I've been noticing. Peavy, you're a bad boy. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I said it again. I'll tell you what, fellas. We'll call it the Jolly Boys Social Club. For men only. No women. If any kids come around, we'll throw them out in their ear, huh? Hooray <laughs> for the Jolly Boys. Yeah. There is a tavern in the town. <laughs> Phoebe. And there my two All right, Phoebe, have down, it your own way. Him down and drink his wine with laughter free. And never think so. Never think so. All right, men, we've got a wedding to perform at. This is going to take practice, determination, and, well, a lot more practice, actually. A, a lot more practice. So, uh, remind me again how much we're being paid for this gig. We're getting paid in goodwill and karma, Lenny. This is pro bono. Volunteer. Goodwill? Volunteer? What am I even here for? You're here because you're the best choice for our tenor position, so sit back down. Well, speaking for myself and only for myself, me is more than ready. Me is so ready. Me have been brushing up on haircutting all day since you told me. Me is me is getting pretty good at it. Pretty good at cutting hair. Oh, Mondo, my dear sweet bass singer, you don't need to cut any hair to be in a to be in a barbershop quartet. Oh, me me just learned how to give a shave with a straight razor and everything. Hey, would anybody like a shave? Would anyone? Me brought it with me. Me would would anyone like one? Mondo, it's it's nothing personal. I just don't trust you with a razor against my neck. Oh, okay. Yes, there there was actually a lot of blood the last time me, the last time me tried it. So yeah, uh, that that's fair. All right, focus up, men. Focus up. Let's get started practicing here. So what are we singing? Some uh, shine on harvest moon. No, of course not. That's a fall song. This is a summer wedding, people. Summer. We need something uh, warm, something sentimental. Any suggestions? Uh, are you familiar with By the Light of the Silver Moon? Oh, no, no, me not really a big disco fan. Uh, no, Mondo, no, it's not disco. It's a, it's a classic barbershop standard. I think I know that one. Excellent, all right. I'll lead. Uh, Lenny, you sing tenor, and McLean, you can be baritone. Mondo... You follow along and then join in when you get it down, all right? Are we ready? No. Nobody asked you. <clears throat> By the light. Not the dark, but the light. Of the silvery moon. Not the sun, but the moon. I want, I want a spoon. To my honey, my honey all cruel Honeymoon, honeymoon, keep a shining, a shining in June. Your silvery dreams will bring love dreams, will be cut soon. By the light 
Up the silvery moon, by the silvery moon, the silvery moon. Say, that wasn't too bad. Oh, no, that was amateur hour stuff. Oh, boy. Unless the priest trips on the altar, we're going to have the worst performance at this wedding. That's a little negative. We we are not good enough to perform. We we gotta practice. The Mooses are gonna be a world class barbershop quartet, or I'll know the reason why. Come on, again, again. I wanna feel the silveriness of that moon. What about now? Is not the time for distractions. Focus, guys. We have to stay focused. I was gonna say, what about the second half of the show? Oh, right. Uh, uh, Fibber McGee and Molly. That's that's what's up next on this show. Little little Fibber McGee. Here we go. All right, now let's go again, men. Remember, silvery. I want this silvery. It's a wise woman who knows how to turn off the heat when her husband comes to a boil. Listen to Mrs. McGee of 79 Wispel Vista lowering the flame under her so-called better half as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. While I have no idea just what got you into such a temper, dearie, I'm sure you are justified. Well, bye, George. Knowing you as I do, I realize that something must have happened downtown today that annoyed you. Annoyed me? If I ever... If them stumble bums... I don't... So, if you'd care to tell me all about it, and I'm sure you do, I think it might do you good. Mm. Let me take your walking stick. That ain't a walking stick. It's an umbrella. Where's the rest of it, then? I don't know. I was slapping trees with it all the way home. But why? Well, you've heard of the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America, Incorporated. Yes, what about it? Well, they have a convention every year to find the best barbershop quartet. And the Wistful Vista Elks are going to send one. Isn't that wonderful? What's wonderful about it? By George, when politics and influence keeps the best possible man from singing top tenor and nominates a guy that sings like the noon whistle on a fertilizer factory. <laughs> Hi, George. I got a good notion to resign from the elf. I would, too, if I wasn't six months behind in my dues. Well, uh, who was selected to sing top tennis? A guy who's got a voice like a worn brake drum, that's who. Doc Gamble, that's who. Do I understand that you think you should have been picked as first tennis? Why, of course. Who else? You've heard me sing. Is there any doubt in your mind that I make Gamble sound like a rusty nail being pulled out of a piano crate? What mental reservations I might have, dearie, are completely submerged by my matrimonial loyalty. You're darn right. I can sing rings around that poor frog. Who are the other members of this shave and haircut glee club? Harlow Wilcox, Wallace Wimple, and Latrivia. Didn't Mr. Wilcox used to sing in Chautauqua, dearie? He claims he did. Personally, I don't think any of the four of them could sing their way out of an unlocked bathroom. I'm the only trained professional singer in the whole club. Why, I sing... Come in. Hello, folks. Ah, uh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. I hear you've been selected for the barbershop quartet at the Elks. Yes. Isn't it wonderful? And to think we might go to the national convention. Tell me, do men take their wives to conventions? Oh, no, Mr. Wimple. Conventions are places where men go to let their hair down while they still have some. <laughs> if this quartet goes to the annual convention in Cleveland next June, Mr. Wimple, uh, will your wife let you go, do you think? Oh, I've got that all fixed, Mrs. McGee. Oh. She's going on ahead and meet me in Salt Lake City. 
Hey, hey, wait a minute. The convention is in Cleveland. <laughs> yes, I know that, but she doesn't. Well, it's too bad she isn't more reasonable, Mr. Wimple. Doesn't she love you? Oh, I think she does, Mrs. McGee, in her big old quiet way. <laughs> Yesterday, when we were walking along the street, she suddenly reached down and chucked me under the chin. Did she really win? Yes. Under the chin of a horse that happened to be passing by. Heavenly days, Mr. Wimble. Were you trampled underfoot? <laughs> no. I was awfully lucky about that, I guess. I recognized the horse immediately as one I used to bet on at the races. Oh. So quick as a flash, I reached up and put a $2 bill on his nose, and he stopped dead. <laughs> I knew what the beast would do if I had any money on him. Well, see you later, folks. <laughs> Short-sighted wise guys Picking a Johnny One note like Doc Gamble Instead of a natural tenor like me Of all the stupid, asinine, deliberate Oh, now forget it, McGee oh. Dr. Gamble was selected by the committee Fairly and squarely, so be a sport about it It ain't a matter of sportsmanship It's a matter of who's the best top tenor And Doc Gamble can't sing Don't fence me in without Petrillo Sending him a dozen pickets <laughs> Did he ever... Come in Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble We were just talking about you that is, McGee was, weren't you, dearie? Yes. That's nice. You think so? <laughs> I was just remarking, Doctor, that I don't know how you were going to be able to go to the Barbershop Quartet Convention in Cleveland this June with all your medical work here and all. Don't worry about me, Bughead. I am combining it with a medical convention in Detroit. I can go from hold that tiger to let go that cirrhosis with no trouble whatsoever. Himself here has generously suggested to me that if you found you couldn't make it, Doctor, he might fill in for you. He sings tenor, too, you know. Does he indeed? You know darn well I do, you big four-flesher. And if you hadn't, if it hadn't been for rank favoritism... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what am I saying? <laughs> you sing a lot better than I do, Doc. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Let's hear a little sample of your work, Doctor. I'll be glad to accompany you on the piano. Yeah, she used to teach piano in Peoria, Doc. John Charles Thomas studied with me, Doctor. Did he really? Not he, they. John Hanson, Charles Mikowski, and Thomas Nogafrini. <laughs> with what I taught them, they've really made good. Are they singers? No, they're piano movers. <laughs> Do these barbershop quartets have names, boys? Oh, sure. They've had some wonderful names at them conventions. There was the Wait Till You Hear Us For... The Cleft Dwellers. The Shaving Mugs. The name I always liked was the We Often Wonder What We're Singing For. <laughs> and incidentally, Molly, the use of a piano is forbidden. Heavenly days, even for rehearsing. Yep, so Doc's got to get used to just the pitch pipe. As it happens, Aerosmith, I got my old pitch pipe right here with me. <laughs> is that thing supposed to give a pitch? Yep. I can strike a truer note than that by snapping my garters. <laughs> That's a pretty true note myself, Doctor. Trouble with you, Lancelot, you're tone deaf. And I can fix it. How, Chiselwit? I'm going to train you. You? Train me? Isn't that a little like Mickey Rooney training Lionel Barrymore? <laughs> now, don't brush it off, Doctor. McGee was a public entertainer, you know. He really knows quartet singing, he says. <laughs> well, never let it be said that I was allergic to education. What would you suggest, Buckle Wart? <laughs> well, first, Doctor... Give me a good, sweet, clear tone. Take it from this. Hmm. 
Dear old girl, the robin sings no, 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 no. Huh? You've got to loosen up, Doc, old man. What? You ain't getting any emotion into it. Look, uh, maybe we make you nervous. We make him nervous. Well, what am I supposed to... Here, take this pit pipe. Uh-huh. And believe me, you're the only guy in this whole world I'd lend it to. That's what I think of you, Doc. <laughs> You know what I think of you? No, and I don't want to. It might embarrass you. You said it, dearie. Now, look, Doc. Take this pitch pipe, see, and go into the dining room, shut the door, and practice getting off to a clean start. Like this. Dear old girl, the robin sings above you. Get the idea? Boy, I've done you an injustice. You have a very good voice. Thanks very much. If I begin to disturb you, let me know. McGee, I'm proud of you. Huh? What for? I think it's wonderful how you conquered your resentment and acted like a sportsman. Oh, shucks. It's nothing that any red-blooded American boy wouldn't do if he had the idea in the back of his mind that I got. <laughs> I got a notion that... Hello, folks. Hey, pal, are you going to beat the Elks tonight to hear our quartet? He wouldn't miss it for all the ham in Hollywood, Mr. Wilcox. Matter of fact, Junior, I'm training Doc Gamble. For a so-called top tenor, he needs a lot of coaching. He does? I thought Doc was in pretty good voice. Well, McGee ought to know, Mr. Wilcox. He's a veteran quartet singer. He sung Old MacDonald Had a Farm so often, somebody has to accompany him on a cream separator. <laughs> <laughs> Say, didn't you used to sing in Chautauqua, Mr. Wilcox? Yeah, baritone. Why'd you give it up, Junior? Tent begin to leak or something? <laughs> No, no, it was the impermanence that got me, I think. The impermanence? The impermanence, the temporary feeling of it all. Put up the tent, take it down. Put it up, take it down. Camp chairs, sawdust on the floor. Matter of fact, I think it was those sawdust floors that really did it. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean, Junior, said he, winking slyly at his wife? <laughs> well, every time I'd go home and see our beautiful wax floors and furniture, the more unhappy I got with tent shows. Then I got a job selling Johnson's Wax, and I've been happy ever since. I know exactly how you feel, Mr. Wilcox. I've always... You know, I never got the artistic satisfaction out of singing that I do out of a gleaming Johnson Wax floor, or woodwork that glistens with cleanliness and cheerfulness. And Johnson's Wax? Yeah. Yeah. I may have given enjoyment to a few people with singing, although opinions on that are not what you might call unanimous. But nobody... <laughs> nobody has ever been disappointed by Johnson's Wax, the way it protects and preserves things against dust and dampness, and the feeling of good housekeeping and hospitality it gives a home. Say, hey, McGee, how does the second... Oh, hello there, Harlow. Hi, Doc. I hear Fibber is coaching you. Getting along all right, Doctor? Yes, but I better quit now. I've got some office calls. Oh, no, you don't, Doc. You ain't doing this just for me. You know you're in this for the elf. For the old hometown. Yes. You get right back in there and stay with it. Hey, wait a minute. Let me hear your tone. Okay. Here, old girl, the robin sings above you. I think that's splendid, McGee. Well, it's great, Doc. Yeah, it's better, Doc, but it ain't right yet. No? Bring them tones up. Clear pear-shaped tones. Yours are more like a pineapple. <laughs> and another thing, you don't enunciate to stink. Don't say the robins sing above you. Say, the robin sings above the you. Now <laughs> get with it, kid. Okay. Dear old girl, robin. He's coming along nicely, don't you think, McGee? Everything will be okay when I get through with him. You got to go, Junior? Yeah, yes, I do. I'll uh, see you at the Elks tonight, eh? You betcha. <laughs> 
Hey, what's a good hotel in Cleveland? Oh, there are several good ones. Why? You going there? Well, I'm not sure yet, Waxy. May have to go there on business this summer. Hey, you got a good name for your corset? No, not yet. I suggested the S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated makers of wax polishes for home and industry quartet. <laughs> but nobody seemed to go for it. I don't know why. Well, I'll see you tonight. He doesn't know why. Yeah. Hey, has he got a pretty good baritone voice, McGee? Frankly, it's brutal. In fact, they named a Broadway play after What was that? The Voice of the Turtle. <laughs> well, uh, how about Mr. Wimple as the lead? Wimple? He's the worst of the lot. He seems like the dentist was working on his teeth. You seem to have a rather low opinion of the whole group. I'd like to have the money that they could sue me for if I published it. There ain't a voice in the lot that I'd hire to blow up balloons with. Even Mayor Latrivia singing bass? Well, the trivia ain't so bad, but he's like all bass singers. He gets peeved if every other song ain't asleep in the deep. He thinks singing isn't artistic unless it sounds like somebody had fell down a well. Well, I'm afraid you're a little super critical, dearie. Come in. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Do come in. Thank you, my dear. Good day, Miss McGee. Hi, Carsey. What's the matter? You seem kind of perturbed. Something wrong, Millicent? Oh, I've just had the most dreadful experience, my dear. Have you ever been chased by a moose? My gosh, Carsey, did a moose chase you? Was it anybody we know? <laughs> this was a real moose, Mr. McGee. Oh. I had always thought that a moose was just a head on a wooden plaque, but this animal had legs. It might interest you to know that I have spent almost all morning in a pine tree. Heavenly days, Millicent. Where were you? How did it happen? Well... It disturbs my husband when I practice my trombone at home, my dear. Oh, so... oh, my gosh. You play the trombone, Karsty? Oh, yes. I took up the trombone after I had a rather painful experience being pinched in the stomach by an accordion. <laughs> so, uh, you see, I usually drive up into the mountains or the woods to practice. I was just warming up on sugar blues when crashing through the underbrush came this monster. Well, what happened, Carsty? Did you leap out of the tree onto his neck and bulldog him? No, Mr. McGee. I broke off a small forked branch, took some elastic out of my... out of my pocketbook, <laughs> and I made a slingshot and peppered the creature until he went away. My goodness, Millicent, what did you use for ammunition? I broke the string on my pearl necklace, my dear. It gave me 65 shots. Fifty-seven, counting the diamond clasp. <laughs> well, uh, I must get home and replace the elastic in my <clears throat> pocketbook. Good day.
only girl that daddy ever had. A good old-fashioned girl with heart so true. One who loves nobody else but you. Send a quartet to the SPBWXYZ uh, JPSDBG convention. Why don't they send the King's Man? It's against the rules. They're professionals. The SPEBSQSA is strictly for amateurs. Oh? Hey, I wonder how Doc's coming along, speaking of amateurs. Frankly, dearie, he's got me a little worried. About what? Well, I listened at the dining room door a few minutes ago, and he seems to be having some trouble with his throat. Oh, my gosh, he's a doctor. Who are we to advise him about his own throat? Yeah, but the quartet tonight, uh, what if he can't make oh, it? Oh, he'll make it all right. All he needs to say is to keep on singing. Loosen it up. Look at all the opera singers. They're practicing all the time. My gosh, he can't... Say, McGee. <laughs> I, uh... <clears throat> I, uh... What's the matter, Doc? Well, I think I'd better... <clears throat> I think I've had enough practice if I'm going to be any good tonight. <clears throat> Don't you? Oh, <laughs> let McGee, maybe he has better rest a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, gee whiz, I'm no slave driver. I'm no Simon McGee. If he needs a rest, he can have it. I gotta be sure it's necessary. Give me a sample, Doc. Okay. <laughs> Dear old girl. <laughs> the robbers. <laughs> McGee, I'm tightening up. <laughs> good, good. That's what I want you to do, Doc. You keep it up for another half an hour and you'll be singing like Crosby. Yeah, but McGee, he might strain it. He already sounds like Andy Devine with a tight collar. <laughs> Look, you kids, what are the vocal cords? They're muscles. What do you do to develop muscles? You exercise them. Stay with it, Doc. Remember, this is for the old hometown, boy. We're depending on you, fella. Don't let the old lodge down. Yes, but what... Now, you get back in the dining room there and give it another 20 minutes. And don't baby yourself, see? Sing loud, pear-shaped tones. Right from the diagram. Now go on. Oh, okay. Dear old girl. Say, McGee, are you sure you're giving him good advice? My dear girl, I know what I'm doing. With my vocal experience, I got to... Say, do you know what Lawrence Tibbet said to me one day in the old auditorium theater in Chicago? No, what did he say? He said, where's the gentleman's lounge? <laughs> and I said... Come in. No, that isn't what I said, because I didn't... Mayor McGee. Hello, Your Honor. Hello, Molly. Good day, McGee. Hi, Trib. All set for the quartet scene tonight? Oh, yes, indeed. Looking forward to it. I'm a member, you know, of the SBEBSQSA. You done much singing, Latrivia? Oh, yes, quite a bit, McGee. I belong to the Glee Club in college. Oh. The coach thought so highly of my singing that he got me an engagement to sing at a dude ranch in Arizona. How oh. interesting, Your Honor. Did you drive out? No, I took the train to Flagstaff and then the coach. <laughs> then the coach what? 
The stage coach. Oh, you were on the stage, too. Yes. Yes, it was an old one with six horses. Oh, an animal act. Did you ever get to the ranch? Certainly. I took the stage to the ranch. Well, good for you, Mr. Mayor. Did they enjoy it? Did who enjoy what? The folks at the ranch. Did they like the act? Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What act? The animal act. The one of the six horses you had on the stage. <laughs> Carry your own audience, too, Latrivia? No, I didn't. And I didn't have six stages on a horse, either. I mean six horses on a stage. The coach I was referring to... We know. A... You're singing coach at college. Yes. No! I mean the stage coach which took me to the ranch. What kind of a looking fellow was he, Latrivia? He wasn't a fellow. A man. A person. Uh, this was a carriage. Oh, I like to see a man with a good carriage. <laughs> I often tell himself here to throw back his shoulders and... I wait. didn't say anything about a man's carriage. This was a coach with wheels on. Oh, roller skates, you mean. I had a teacher once who wore stilts, but that guy... He didn't wear roller stilts. A wheel coach. I merely said I rode to the horses on six ranges. Uh, the carriage had six coaches. In the glue club, the, the glee club... I said it. You them. I did. I did. I... McGee. <laughs> yes? Remember that traffic ticket you wanted me to fix? Oh, yes, Your Honor. Did you fix it? No, but I will. Hmm. I think I can fix it so you'll get at least 90 days. Good afternoon. <laughs> Heavenly days, you think he really will? No, he was just kidding. He... Hey, I wonder what's happened to Doc. I haven't heard a sound out of him for quite a while. Hey, Doc. You home? Oh, Doctor. You call me. <laughs> My gosh, kid, what's the matter? You catching cold? Oh, I I guess I overtrained. I can hardly talk, say nothing of singing. I'll never make it tonight, McGee. Heavenly days, this is terrible. Imagine a thing like this happening. You better call the elks right away, Doc. Oh, you call them. I can only whisper. Isn't this awful? Hand me the phone, Molly. Hello, operator. Give me the elks club quick. Hi, elks club. <laughs> this you, Steve, Katie? This is Fibber McGee. I got bad news for you, Steve. Doc Gamble overtrained and lost his voice. He can't sing tonight. Huh? Who? Me? Oh, yes, I am. But not half as good as Doc, huh? Oh, I couldn't do that, Steve. I'd feel terrible taking Doc's place like that. Yeah, just like you would if you were made president of Standard Oil. Go on, McGee, do it. What say, Steve? Oh, well, if you put it like that, I don't know how I can refuse. It means dropping all my business affairs, but I'll make the sacrifice. Okay, Steve, I'll be right down. Goodbye. Hey, Molly, give me my hat. Hey, Doc, give me my pitch pipe. They want me to sing top tenor. I'll see you later, folks. Well, it takes so little to make some people happy, doesn't it? Yeah. Why, Doctor, your voice is cleared up. Were you faking all this trouble? Well, sure, I can't go to Cleveland. There's a woman there wants to marry me. <laughs> well, thanks for the use of the dining room. That was ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America, Incorporated, is a very real and wonderful national organization. It has given pleasure and entertainment to millions, rich and poor and young and old. 
Our best wishes. And we hope to have a very successful convention in Cleveland next June. Good night. Good night, all. Welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're wrapping up our tribute to barbershop quartets on the show today, as we're also wrapping up practice for our, our own little quartet here. Yeah, we said, who said anything about wrapping up practice? We have such a long way to go before we can perform at a wedding. You think we can just quit whenever we get tired? Hey, I don't want to sound like a party pooper or nothing, but I, I should be going home. I have an early day at work tomorrow, and I really gotta get my Z's in. Lenny, you expect me to believe you have a job? <laughs> You're not going anywhere, pal. Rats. You couldn't think of an easier excuse to believe than that? I panicked. It was all I could come up with. Hey, hey, uh, question, Mr. Conductor. Uh, what what exactly is a, a whiffin' poof? Me me not entirely sure what, what that what that is. Now, no time for whiffin' poof songs, Mondo. We are focusing on a wedding. Now, uh, when I start, we'll practice put on your old gray bonnet. Nothing says timeless music like wearing a bonnet. What was that? Nothing. If you want more Yesterday Today, you can visit KISU.org or wherever you get your peppermint-striped, straw-hat-wearing, harmonious podcasts. Right, fine. Now, men, sing! Put on your old gray bonnet, bonnet with the blue ribbon on it for a hit shoulder to the Through the fields of clover we will drive to Dover on our golden Hear me yell Hey Central, fix me up along the line She connects me with my honey Then I ring the bell And this is what I say to baby mine 